and welcome everyone to the Sports United Podcast. This is episode 12. Hope you're all doing fantastic and having a wonderful day. We have a great show for you. We have a sports report with our hockey reporter slash expert Alvaro where we break down everything that happened over the past few weeks. We talk about what the NHL and NHLPA have ratified and look to confirm probably tomorrow after the players vote on everything the new CBA going to the Olympics. That's coming up very, very soon, but first we have to go through the news. All right, this one's a tough news subject, but that has come up. The Washington Football Club is finally looking to change their name. I've seen that headline probably a dozen, two dozen times over the past 30, 35 years, and the only thing that it took to do it was money. Imagine that. It looks like that sponsors are pulling out, pulling the product, and forcing the change to happen that many, many fans have been wanting for so many years. Not all fans are on board with this, and for those fans, I tell you, what are you afraid of? Do you think that changing the name is going to take away all the memories that you have of that team? Nothing is going to go away if they change the name, and they're changing the name to make it more inclusive for everyone. Now, Dan Snyder, the owner, said this many, many times, but he used the same rhetoric, we're going to investigate. So I'm very optimistic, but at the same time, I'll believe the name change is happening when I see it, when it actually comes pen to paper, because the last time this came up, the major argument was how much money was going to cost and just the rebranding and pulling all the merchandise and making new merchandise. It was just way too expensive. So clearly more money is being potentially lost for the Washington football team that it's actually making it worthwhile for them to do it. It seems like this is the most amount of traction that we've had in a long, long time, so I'm very hopeful that it actually does lead to change, but we'll wait and see. Not all fans are happy about this. Like I said, it's okay. Your memories are still going to be there. It's still going to be the Washington football team with the same players that are on there now. There's no harm in accepting a new name that represents everyone. It's okay not to like change. That's perfectly fine. But sometimes we do have to change things. Things that were seemed to be in the norm back when teams were named aren't the norm anymore, aren't acceptable. So having that change and being able to identify that and just move forward That's how we get progression. That's how we include everyone. That's how we grow as a society. So I don't see the problem with the name change. Obviously, it has come down to money. And finally, sponsors and people who give them money have finally said enough's enough. We have to make a change. Again, we have to wait and see if Dan Snyder is going to change or not. We can only hope maybe the NFL can pressure Maybe the NFL is turning over a new leaf. We'll have to wait and see, but this is an ongoing story uh, that includes multiple teams, including the Cleveland Indians, who have been talking about rebranding their image. Maybe they're in for a name change. One team that has already said something is the Blackhawks. So Chicago team came out and said they're standing firm and not changing their name. They put out a statement stating that they are representing and honoring Blackhawk, who is a historic Sac and Fox Nation member whose life has inspired many, many from Illinois. 
They go on in there to say that they celebrate the legacy of Black Hawk by offering ongoing relevant examples of Native American culture, traditions, and providing a platform for dialogue in local and national groups. I don't know on this one. I don't know enough. I have to wait and see. I don't know how accurate the logo is to what Black Hawk looked like. I think they're the next one. Cleveland seems to be doing their own thing. So with the hard stand from Chicago, it might need to be addressed a little bit more going forward. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, the football and hockey community are a little bit different, but this is no longer just a sport issue. It's becoming a humane and personal issue. We're going to have to see. We're going to try and get on some guests to talk about this going forward because this is an issue that uh, affects everyone, not just the sports community. It's a it's a societal thing. So I think it's really important that we get people on to discuss the names, what it means to people, and how we make it inclusive for everyone. Speaking of sharing and being inclusive to everyone, it uh, looks like Pat Mahomes is going to be sharing lots and lots of dinners with his teammates. Patrick Mahomes got paid. Oh my lord, did he get paid. He has signed a 10-year deal with the opportunity for it to be a large amount of money, $450 million. If with all the bonuses and incentive, he could make over half a billion dollars. This is insane. One person making half a billion dollars off a sports contract. Now, obviously, the math, you don't need to really do a lot of math, but this now makes him the highest paid athlete ever. He even has an injury guarantee of $140 million. So if he gets injured, he still makes $140 million. I'm sure you've seen all the memes and breakdowns right now of how much he makes per year, per hour, per minute, per second. It's a lot of money. So Patrick Mahomes, if you're listening, uh, I have a student loan that still is being paid off and really my only debt right now. And uh, it would be a lot cheaper because it's in Canadian. So it's like you just run down the street and it's probably paid off. It's a little more than that. But either way, congratulations. Uh, you're obviously well worth the money. You are an extreme talent for the game of football. You throw the football very, very well. I really hope to emulate your game someday. But keep it up. Uh, congratulations. You prove that you are worth it and you are one of the lucky ones that get paid based on the ability and what they're worth. And you are worth a lot of money and you were able to get more than anyone who has ever seen it. So congratulations. Now it's time for some news that will unite us all. Another sport has returned. We had F1 return to racing for many auto fans. This is a wonderful sign. Uh, F1 is always a huge weekend draw for many, many racing fans. So we had the Austrian Grand Prix take place over the weekend and our winner Valtteri Bottas. Bottas and his Mercedes team look to use that momentum into this coming weekend as we have another race. It's the Steermark Grand Prix this coming weekend on Sunday, July 12th, and followed by the Hungarian and British Grand Prix to finish out the month. It's going to be a jam-packed month of racing, along with all the other sports going on. So it's so good to see F1, very exciting racing going on in Europe. Baseball has revealed its schedule. While it's not sure if Toronto will play in Toronto or elsewhere, 
looks like potentially Florida. Uh, they have released all team schedule and it will start July 23rd with New York and Washington and in the late game the Dodgers versus San Francisco. So the way it's going to break down for all teams in the scheduling is each team will play 10 games against each of their division rivals that will take up 40 games. The remaining 20 games since it's a 60 game season this year the remaining 20 will be against corresponding divisions. So in this case, uh, we'll take Toronto's division, the AL East, as an example. All the teams in the AL East will play against all the teams in the NL East, making up the remainder 20 games. If my math is correct, they will be playing four games against the corresponding five other teams, making it for an even 20 and giving us our 60-game season. A very fast, hard-fought season for uh, all baseball teams. And uh, we will see them getting going very, very soon as uh, all teams have reported to training camp already. Tennis is looking to be the next sport to come back and they're looking for an August comeback. Of course, the big tournament in August is the US Open and they're looking to have that happen. This would be a huge comeback for tennis as they have not competed uh, majorly since the Australian Open. There are a few tournaments after that and then the season got called. Tennis has been on hold for a long long time. The French Open and Wimbledon were both cancelled and the US Open looks to be the return to tennis. Not sure what the schedule would look like afterwards. They have not released but that is what they're looking towards in August return. The MLS has returned. After a little bit of a bumpy week seemed like it might not actually happen games were postponed some were canceled we had fc dallas and nashville bowing out of the tournament we finally got underway and it started with orlando city beating inter miami two to one and as we record this we have a second game going on philadelphia versus new york city fc and it is still zero zero as we talk Oh, it looks like Philadelphia has just scored, so they've gone up 1-0. Not a bad game. It's good to have live sports, good to have soccer or football return. The little uh, difference in it being played at the ESPN Wild World of Sports with all the different fields and not stands, but it's cool to see fans on the screen, and it looks like the players are happy to start playing. Uh, and as the tournament progresses, we will keep you updated. And uh, if you want to schedule a watch along with some of these games, uh, we have Toronto FC, Vancouver Whitecaps. We also have Montreal Impact playing. If you want to participate in a watch along with us here at the podcast, just email us at sportsunitepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our social media pages and we will schedule a watch along party. Feel a little bit closer together while sports return. And probably the cutest story of the week, Usain Bolt introduced his daughter to the world. He and his girlfriend had a baby daughter and finally revealed some photos and her name in the coolest name, I think, of the decade so far. Her name is Olympia Lightning Bolt. I just think that's a really wicked name. And we wish her and the whole family best wishes and wish the best for Olympia. She looks like she's already super, super fast with a name like that. She's probably going to be the coolest person in the world. And now it's time to get into our sports report. So before we get into it, we kept our poor hockey insider Alvaro in the dark 
because we wanted to get his honest reaction to everything that happened in the hockey world, and it was a lot. So here is our talk with Alvaro. All right, and welcome to the Sports Report. We have back again our recurring guest, uh, Alvaro, our hockey experts. Thank you so much for coming back. What's up? Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Been waiting you know, a couple of couple of days at least for this one. So we've uh, we've kept Alvaro in the dark on what's happened. I'm sure it's been kind of hard not to hear what's happened. What do you know? That's what's transpired. Yeah, I still have no idea um, what happened with uh, with the lottery. I was away on the Friday uh, and the whole weekend last week. And then when I came back and spoke to you, I told you that I haven't gotten up to date with it. And we agreed that it's for the best to just keep it for this moment. I will say, I think we should just give Alvaro a gold medal for uh, being a hockey fan and not knowing what happened with the draft lottery. Also yeah. with everything, the internet, social media, people in general, it's uh, very impressive that you still don't know. So I think that's uh, a gold medal. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll say I'm probably better relegated to silver at this point because I can surmise that there's no leaf-related effects just by the fact that I've avoided NHL Twitter for the most part, but it's impossible for me to avoid anything leaf-related. And since Mm -hmm. there's no news, that means that there's no impact. So at the very most, that's as much as I know. Uh, Other than that, I know that um, sports... Canada Sports Twitter has been really weird for the last week, so fucking, I don't know. Let's see. I'm excited for this. Well, what if I told you that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner could share the ice with Alex Lafreniere? I would call you a straight-up liar, but then I was also Googling. Well, uh, all Toronto has to do is lose their play-in round, and they have a 1-8 in shot of winning the first overall pick. 1-8 in shot? That's what happened. So when Bill Daly brought the cards, he yeah. noted that there were eight cards, which meant that a play-in team, quote-unquote, would get a top three pick. Everyone lost their mind, started to go through dramatically, nothing out of place, and then L.A. didn't appear. So L.A. had made a top three selection, got to number five pick. It was Ottawa, which is the worst their pick could have done, which meant they finished out of the top three and I started to shed a tear a little bit, but the other one was San Jose's pick would have been sixth. So clearly that meant that they didn't uh, finish uh, out of the top three. So I was breathe a little bit. And then the fourth pick came around, came along and uh, it showed Detroit. Detroit at four? Detroit at four, which means they sucked all year. And finished outside outside of the top three pick. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so, thankfully, I mean, wow. we all knew that was going to be the top story, and they started to get those crying MJ memes. Yeah, which I appreciate. It wasn't a, a sends crying MJ anymore. The break. You gotta you gotta put MJ's face on Stevie Y. <laughs> He, he did not look pleased when they cut to him when they announced. He just kind of took his pen, wrote something down on a piece of paper and looked disappointed. Four letters, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they took a break and it was like, okay, so Ottawa has a top three LA and then a random team. You're like, 
No, it can't. It can't be a random team. So obviously, number three pick is going to be the random team. They just squeaked in because, you know, at most Hola. they had a five percent chance. Just that being top three is really, really exactly. So definitely. then the third pick shows uh, Ottawa's pick. So, <sighs> I mean, I as a Sens fan, I'm okay with the third and fifth pick because yeah, it's, it's a deep it's, draft. It's still good. It, it is a very so it's that must I know what it's like. I trust me when it was the McDavid uh, lottery yeah. and yeah Toronto. I mean we ended up with Mitch Marner. I I'm not complaining at all, but it's the McDavid or McEichel even mm-hmm. having Eichel would have been great. Um, I'm just glad we had Phoenix ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was strange. I didn't feel disappointed. Like if Ottawa had fifth and sixth pick, I would have you know probably dug myself a hole. But I wasn't as excited as if we got the first and second overall pick. Like it was yeah, a weird. And also, that means that there's this random team ahead of you that doesn't belong. Exactly. One of these things will not be like the other. So yeah, so they revealed Ottawa as number three. So then we have, okay, top two. We have LA and then an assigned random team. And you're like, it can't be. You know, LA did a good job. They won the lottery. They're going to get a great player. So then Bill Daly, so the winner of the draft lottery number one pick and he turns the card and it's just the random NHL logo and everyone's like, Oh what? my God. It's what? random team. Random team. Everyone's like that, that happened. Oh my God, that happened. Oh, oh, what? And just the explosion on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook this, this, of people. just. How did I like, miss this? How, like that, that does mean that there is a, a crazy possibility that right, like, up- and that's the thing. Everyone just started to be like, so Edmonton or Pittsburgh or Toronto theoretically could get like, so yeah, that's, I guess that's my, I don't have a problem with the draft lottery like other people do. I, I guess it's the fairest way because it prevents people from tanking because how many teams have not won the draft lottery who have had the worst record? It's like Buffalo was the only one, right? In the yeah. past, or I guess, did Toronto have the worst record or second worst? In the Matthews draft, they had the second worst. It was, I think Buffalo did worse. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, in the past 10 years, there's maybe been one or two teams who have won. Yeah, and then Edmonton always somehow. And, and then, yeah, and then it was Edmonton and then no one else. So, like, and that was the thing, right? People were just kind of like, oh, imagine, like, they did, like, the, oh, top five things that could happen. And I watched, like, eight dozen videos of, like, crazy things that could happen on uh, at the draft. And it was like, oh, Ottawa could get the one and two pick. Or Ottawa could get five and six and just shit the bed. Uh, or, like, a random team could win the draft lottery. And I was like, that won't happen. But imagine, that, like, even Sidney I didn't Crosby. Think would no one did. And then it actually happened. Everyone went shit and then okay. everyone went like oh now people are going to tank in the wow. in the playing round because then they have a one in eight chance of winning no one's going to do that no one's going to do that but like but in the back of your mind you're always like what i mind no no <laughs> <laughs> but like now you have i mean people were saying too oh it's just the nhl's way of like fixing it so that people 
care about the playing round. Not that they wouldn't care before it's because hockey's back. Like, jump to the conspiracy theory. Uh, type it, oh, it must be. No, I mean, it doesn't have to be that. It's possible. I started to read those, but I doubt. Because people were just there's too much like oh it's a fix and all that I was like oh shut up like it's not every year it's fixed for some other reason yeah if they were really fixed honestly if they were really fixed McDavid would be a Leaf and Matthews would be a Leaf if they really wanted it to be fixed how better could you might uh, market your your number one player on the planet than for him to be playing in his hometown. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think it's fixed. But just the chaos all weekend, I was like, I don't know how to feel. I don't know what's happening. It just, and everyone's just like, oh, like, whose fault is it? Like, and especially like Ottawa would be like, oh, like, oh, you have the third and fifth pick. Like, you like fail. And it's like, well, it's not like they played NHL 20 and couldn't win a video game. It was yeah. lottery balls that. There, there's no competition in this. It's a no. chance. So I'm happy with the third and fifth pick. I just because and that's the thing too. In even in the first round of playoffs, but this playing round, you know, with hockey, it's like the great equalizer in all of like at least North American sports when it comes to playoffs. There's yeah. everyone's kind of on a level playing field. You don't like, on and the any, rules are different. The yeah, rules are just like, uh, did you cross check him or did you elbow him? I'm gonna look the other way. Because playoffs. Oh, there's blood in his face? Ah, it's his own blood. It's fine. Yeah. He probably drew that like he's playing WWE. <laughs> so, like, there's always there's always a chance that, like, a, a 12 could beat a 5 in this instance, which could be Montreal beating Pittsburgh. And then Pittsburgh yeah, really fans could. being like, oh, my God, it's happening again. We're going to do it. So, like, and they still don't deserve it. <laughs> If a Pittsburgh or an Edmonton uh, or, uh, you know, even a Toronto. Yeah, I could uh, see people losing their mind. Like, like oh, is it fixed? Because right now, Ottawa is the only Canadian team that has no shot at the first yeah, pick. That's insanity. There Could are, you imagine them going to Montreal? Well, that's oh, the thing, too. God. There's one that Canadian was... matchup. So, Calgary, Winnipeg. So right now there's a one in eight shot that at least he could play in a Canadian market. Yeah. And then, wow. okay. and then all the people started to ask like so many questions after this, like NHL Twitter was just crazy. And then it was like, well, what happens if hockey doesn't come back? Do, do all the teams have a shot? And it's like, exactly what my next question would have been. Cause what if, so we don't move past this and we have to just say the season's done. The way it works is the next, uh, what is it, eight teams that didn't that would not have qualified for the playoffs. Okay, so they're they're going by. The they would, yeah. So after the seven that uh, were in the draft lottery, we go the next eight, and then they get kind of put into the phase two of the lottery, and the winner of that would get the first overall pick, and then everyone else would cycle down okay wow so there no matter what there's going to be another lottery yes no matter what there's a phase two of the lottery so speaking so let's of, do let's round out the top 10 again just for my own sanity so that 
I'm pretty sure I got. So like the teams that would have made the playoffs or? Uh, We'll do that. Yes, let's do that first. And then we'll go back to the actual total overall uh, top 10. So so the teams that would have been guaranteed and like not in. So it would Boston, uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, you're starting at the top. Oh, yeah. So Boston, Tampa Bay, uh, Capitals, Flyers are the f- in the top four and are guaranteed to make the playoffs, essentially. Right. So then you get Toronto, Florida, uh, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Columbus, and both New Yorks. Okay, so, <laughs> so there's going to be about 14 teams in this additional if if the NHL doesn't go back. So if the NHL doesn't go back, it's just going to be the bottom eight of those 14. Right, okay. So you would have Montreal, you would have the Rangers. um, I think you'd have the Islanders. You'd have Florida. Let's zoom over to the west. You'd have Chicago. You'd have Minnesota. You'd have the Coyotes, and you'd have Vancouver. Vancouver, that's an interesting option too. That's, that that would be. I think you might also get Nashville and Winnipeg because I think Winnipeg's in the nine slot. Would be Nashville. Well, Nashville only finished with seventy-eight points. So. Then we're gonna have to get into. Is there any ties? Will we have a tiebreaker situation? I'll. Let that's, me bring up the bracket that they yeah, made to this wall. So, okay. So the teams. Uh, that's 2019. I need 2020. Well, I can't get over the idea of seeing Lafreniere in any of these quote unquote playoff teams. It's, it's playoffs, but like it's different kind of playoffs. So. Right now, as it stands, how the teams are seated. So it, Winnipeg is ninth, so they'd be out. So it would be Winnipeg, Chicago, Minnesota, uh, Arizona. It would be the Rangers, Florida, Montreal, and Columbus. And so also what lives on is Taylor Hall is the key to win the draft lottery. Do you know that? Okay. So essentially, whatever team Taylor Hall is on since he's been drafted. (laughs) This is crazy. So when he was with New Jersey, they won the Nico. Yeah, and the Nico Hersher. Yeah, right. That was a few. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he won one more, but they, they, like you just moved up. That was, I think that was the last one you moved up. You didn't get the, and then they switched it. I don't quite remember. But he's on Arizona. And if they don't play, Arizona's got a one and eight shot. If they lose, Arizona's got a shot. Okay. So he's, that, he's that was the one good thing to come out of. People started to talk about. Especially uh, Biz Nasty started to be like, oh, the Taylor Hall curse is still alive. And 
<laughs> it's and it, either way, in either scenario, they have the chance. Yeah, either way, they have a shot. So. Lottery. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. Yeah, Lafreniere and Toronto, and wow, that's Freudian slip. Lafreniere in <laughs> Montreal is a terrifying idea, but marketability uh, it would off the roof. It would be good. That or I mean, Winnipeg has been on the cusp, and I, th- you know, their fans yeah. I guess deserve it. But from a marketing standpoint, Winnipeg would be a little hard. But yeah. there's so many Canadian like fans in Canada whose like second favorite team is like well Winnipeg because they have no hatred for them. Yeah, how they're could the new you? kid on the block? They you know exactly. they they're the last successful Canadian team really yeah. in the play in the playoffs at least recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel I mean like they'd be better off with a, a star-studded like bonafide number one defenseman. Hmm. But how could you go wrong? Can't. Yeah. Not with a player like this. And then my thought went, well, hey, we have New York's first round pick this year. If they lose, yeah. but oh, it's man. it's lottery protected, so we wouldn't be able to get it. Because Toronto doesn't actually technically own their first uh, first round pick right now, but it's top ten protected. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how crazy is that? Um, it goes surprise team, LA, fair enough, Ottawa, Detroit, and then Buffalo? No, and then Ottawa. And then Ottawa again? And then yeah. Ottawa again? Well, Ottawa's it, five and six? No, Ottawa's three and five. Oh, okay. I thought San Jose got six. No, seven. no, we have San Jose's pick. At five, okay. So what has Buffalo? <laughs> I think Buffalo finished eighth. They moved down. <laughs> so sad. Uh, they just never get anything right. They and when uh, they do nine years out of the playoffs and ah, fuck. they still have a pretty good team, a pretty good core, but man, that that stings for them. I wouldn't want to be a Buffalo fan. Because that means I probably wasn't Buffalo, but I also just it's so not an envious situation to have. <laughs> well, now there are articles coming out and saying like, "Oh, low-level chaos." Yeah, so Sabers have eighth, Devils are seven, Ducks are six, LA moved up. So Ottawa's pick was five, Detroit, then San Jose's pick which is Ottawa's at three. Ouch. Who's, uh, who's probably going to be Ottawa's target? Really, it all depends. Um, it, I mean, it depends who gets picked at number two, I guess, because it, they're so, like, that's how deep the draft is is Ottawa's – I don't want to say that Ottawa picked a defenseman. I think we're – I mean, we're, you can always build up on defensemen, but I would maybe not pick a defenseman. 
but if yeah. one's good, they're going to pick one because they do well with them. So, um, I mean, Quinton Byfield, uh, yeah, he's a he's, centerman. Uh, he's been the, the pretty much the, the number two yeah. since the beginning. Um, and then the defenseman is Jamie Drysdale. Right. Uh, is the top one. There's this uh, Tim Strutzel, which would be really fun to say every single night. Um, German, I imagine. Yeah, he's German. Um, they seem to, he's kind of moved up. So if someone is taken at two, whoever LA picks, then people are putting him at three, which I believe yeah. he's also a centerman, which I will. I mean, you could take two centermen, but it might. You, you can never really go wrong with, if because if you're not sure that either of them are going to be, like, bonafide number one mm-hmm. centers, but one of them comes out to be, that's blue chip. That you can trade for almost anything. Yes. You can bump your good players down where they should be. You just have so much flexibility, and I. I Maybe outside of right-handed defensemen, you know, bonafide top two, like right-handed defensemen, I think centers that are at the top of their game are very hard to come by. Well, I mean, after Kyle Turris, we haven't really had a and, – and, and until we've drafted now, but once Kyle Turris left, we didn't really have a, a top center. Well, Duchesne was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, don't even get right? me started. I don't even that. know if I would say Kyle Turrets is number one. Uh, I mean, he played like a number one when he was here, which is That's why right. he was so yeah. well-loved. And it, to me, it didn't make sense when he left, but who am I to? I'm not a GM. Yeah, neither is Eugene Melnick, and that never <laughs> stopped him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably don't want to go down that. <laughs> I, I mean, he's done... He stayed out of it lately, which is the smartest thing he's done in years. Lately, though, that's that's that's, that's the only problem. Laiwiki, Laiwiki, I have a hard time with his name. Oh yeah, like, just just let people do their jobs. People <laughs> that know what they're doing. Well, he can't. We can't even keep our, our charity organization together oh, because so the, they cut ties, which is really really sad. Because I've actually worked with the team that's there that we've done a, a couple kind of events. Um, foundation. It, they do amazing work. They're really great to work with. They're really easy to get. Uh, you know, we had an auction uh, and they, they rented some of the spaces that we had and we were like, Hey, like, can we, would it be possible? And they, no problem. Like gave us a couple of signed things we could use for our silent auction. And they're just really nice uh, to talk with, to work with. They're really great people. And I, they're all, I think all the same people that I worked with because this was about two years ago, they're still there. Yeah. So at I, least the majority. And they're not a huge, you know, charity team either. Like they're not, I think they were only maybe 11 or 12 people. So they're not a huge team, which seems to be the Ottawa way. Uh, but to cut ties with your charity work, uh, just shows you that there's huge unrest. He's just out of touch. It's an ownership that's out of touch uh, and greedy. Yeah. How can you be charging your own charitable organization? Uh, 
it, it's if you're gonna do that, don't be surprised if that that you have this reputation. If you're gonna be this much of a, a penny pincher, Scrooge McDuck type, mm-hmm. don't be surprised that your reputation is is the way it is. And yeah, yeah. Eugene Melnick uh, in my book has a history of this and on top of him being the very thing that he despises about Leafs fans being a Toronto elitist <laughs> he grew up a Leafs fan and basically hates all of the ones that, that keep him rich that keep coming to the games when it's Toronto and Ottawa uh, I, I have very strong feelings against this man for the same reasons, many of the same reasons that Ottawa fans uh, have strong feelings against this person. He's just the worst. And I know bad ownership. Fan. So <laughs> what do you mean? Doesn't the Canadian government own the Leafs? No, the NHL does. Right? Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why we, we've gotten all of the one number one picks. Right, yes. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> One system man. One guy I really want Ottawa to select is um, Marco Rossi, only because I've seen him play a lot because he plays for the sixty sevens. Yeah, and uh, he was he as he developed through junior, he just got better and better. Obviously, that doesn't translate to the NHL. Uh, it could and it could not, but uh, he's he's kind of like a he's that next. Maybe next, Brad Marchand? Well, the 67s are a good system to come up in. They, they develop a lot of really, really solid players. So. And they've been, they've been high in the, the total rankings lately. So any player to come out of that system, I think, in the next year or two is probably make it on a team, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't even doubt it. Uh, I remember when we were... Uh, Back in the day, we would go watch Travis Konecki and uh, uh, before that, Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan. Uh, such solid players. And also, uh, there was a guy named Cody Cece that we don't really like to talk about. But, oh, man, Konecki was so awesome. I really wanted him to get uh, drafted by the Leafs. Uh, or way back in the day, uh, Konopka, the fighter. Oh, that's right. Zenon Konopka. Big dude. He just crushed people. Oh. And what a name. Oh, right? It sounds like he's going to kill you. Like, <laughs> like, he sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> Zenon Kanopka. Crazy. crazy like, the first name's like yeah. Zenon. Like, power you know, Name your right kid there. something like that, and, he, and you don't expect him to turn into a giant. Look at Zedano. Like, fucking done. You, you set your kid up for success. That's. You know, all those quarantine babies, just name them with uh, X or a Z, and oh. you're going to have, in 20 years, your kid's going to be a uh, professional. Yeah, like Tesla's kid. <laughs> well, he's going to be probably part AI at some point, I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe he'll be the first kid born in space. I can yeah. see that happening. Yeah, why not? Shoot him out in the car right now. Hope for the best. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, the next the next Tesla em- empire will will be long to him. Well, no, he's going to be he's going to be vice president. He's going to be the VP candidate for Kanye. 
<laughs> oh god. <laughs> Are they gonna be Dragon Brothers? <laughs> Because, you know, Kanye is going to defeat uh, and change America. Rock. Yeah, he's going to take out the rock after yeah. his eight-year administration. Uh, idiocracy, man, it's happening. So you would think the draft lottery would be enough for all the news. So we have some it's smaller definitely. stuff that came about. Uh, so Seattle has uh, sold the naming rights to their arena. To their arena? That's... So, and it's Seattle. Um, <laughs> can you guess what Seattle-based company purchased the rights to the naming of the arena? Sorry about that. This is what I should have done in the first place. <laughs> Had some treats ready. Okay, so. I can definitely guess it's not the Mormons. Uh, it's probably, I'm going to go with Starbucks. It's not Starbucks. Wow. Okay. Well, then I'm probably running out of... Think bigger. Bigger? Like, like Starbucks? Like biggest company in the world. Amazon? Correct. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos and then... Amazon has purchased the naming rights for the NHL arena in Seattle. Do you want to know what they're calling it? It's going to be something stupid. Uh, AWS, uh, Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> That's what they should call it. Well, I don't think you'll ever. Gonna, I hope it's not based on the Amazon because that's so out of nowhere. Um, no, I can't. I, I can't think of. It is called the Climate Pledge Arena. I would have never guessed either of those words, let alone combined. Because what is that supposed to mean? They're going to um, try and make the arena climate neutral uh, by 2030. And it's to bring awareness to the climate crisis that is happening in the world. That they have nothing to do with. Correct. No yes. part of. They are outside of the climate. So, <laughs> you know, the warehouses have their own climate. Therefore, everyone else. Yeah, okay. Totally makes sense. Yeah, totally. Cool makes stuff, sense, yeah. Jeff. Thanks, Hefe. So, uh, can't wait for the team announcement. Yeah, I'm hoping it's cracking. Just say it's cracking already. I like can't the rain. I, my favorite is the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I keep hearing that Seattle. one and it always makes me smile. It'll never happen, but. No. <laughs> That could be their nickname. The bitch pigeons. The bitch pigeons. Bitch pigeons. Well, that's a. That's a so it if wasn't there was all, a fan vote. I vote that. Yes, it wasn't all sad news. Uh, so talks uh, for the CBA have taken place because that was the other kind of uncertain thing that they didn't know about was uh, CBA and how far off they were between the two sides. Uh, they've agreed to just kind of let it be for now with everything that's happening just to get players back and start to play. Uh, but they've also talked about the next two Olympics. Hey, how about that? So it was agreed, the two sides with the CBA talk for uh, the PA and the NHL, that they 
the players will participate in the 2022 and 2026 Olympics. Where are these located? Uh, so 2022 is in Beijing. Right. And this is an important one. This is a big one. And it was looking like it was going to be Calgary. Uh, they were going to uh, put in a bid, but then the citizens decided against it, which I was really sad because it's so close. Uh, so 2026 is in uh, Milan. Very interesting countries, China and Italy. Yeah. Uh, the next two Winter Olympics. Because when I think winter, I definitely think Milan. Um, but hey, that's exciting. Uh, it probably actually is for the best at Calgary. When it comes to the Olympics, there's just so much leftover residual shit I agree. to deal with afterwards. My thing is a lot of their stuff they were just going to renovate because they've already hosted one. Yeah. So the, a lot of the infrastructure, while some of it is aging, is there already. So you might as well spend maybe half, in theory, half that you would take to build everything new and you renovate it. And it's not like these places aren't still being used. Like the Olympic Oval in Calgary is still like the best long track speed skating we have. And uh, like the Saddle Dome is still used. Uh, McMahon Stadium where they held the opening and closing ceremonies is a football stadium. Calgary okay, theoretically so yeah. is getting a new NHL arena. It really is more so underdeveloped or developing countries that feel the brunt yeah. of this. Yeah, if you don't do it right. Like yeah. if Canada were to host the Summer Olympics again, we would need, we have to spend a lot more money. Yeah. Uh, then the still, like, I think Canada would still find ways. Uh, we're talking about like countries like Brazil, for example, that basically Brazil, just yeah. created new areas, new land entirely from you know tearing down the Amazon uh, to build on land that they'll never use after the Olympics. That is really sad. But hey, uh, it's going to be interesting to see NHL players coming back to. Uh, such a global, important global stage. Not one that you try to make people feel like it's important. I'll watch, uh, what do they call Canada Cup or, uh, or the World Championship of, of Hockey. I'll watch them, but it's like, I'll watch the Spengler Cup. I don't yeah. have any vested interest. Like seeing Canada win the championship, whatever it is, it's going to be cool, but it's not ever going to be anything like the Olympics. So yeah, and that's, yeah, the Olympics are always that pinnacle that you want as an athlete. If you can't be for sure professional athlete and make millions, you know, the Olympics are, are a bigger goal even, and you get that medal happens once every four years and only three people get a medal in your sport or in your uh, that specific event in your sport. Yeah, no, we're, we're talking about something that in some cases, maybe not hockey exclusively, but in some cases, athletes have uh, a window of eight years. Mm -hmm. They can actually be competitive and in their prime. Uh, it's, it's such an important thing to be included in. And 
I guess what I'm saying is I just don't really feel like cheering for Mason Raymond at the Olympics or <laughs> any sort of Mason uh, Raymond type players. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm cheering for Team Latvia, in which case, have at it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be awesome to see uh, McDavid play with like Marner. You know, all these young guys are so exciting to watch. Lafreniere with McDavid. Can you imagine? Well, that's Crosby what they, they started passing just, down the mantle to McDavid. It's just it has to happen. They started to talk about happening. that, like 2022. Like they kind of put a mock lineup, and they were talking about, oh, Crosby will be in 2022, but will he still be there for 2026? And exactly. then you start to be like, oh, like what is Team Canada? Like we start. This happened after 2010. Like we had the you know 2006 leading up to 2010, and then 2014 we had that core group of and then 2018 it just was going to shift if they went yeah and and then you get players like stamkos who you know break their leg before right before and never make it yeah it, it's that's the craziest part with team canada is you can have you could have a team canada b and it would still be competitive yeah uh it's there's so many good there's so much talent coming from this country in terms of hockey it's it's going to be exciting to watch man like what what kind of national team puts a guy like Tavares on like a third line <laughs> are you joking that's oh wait Tavares was playing third line in Toronto this year oh weird. okay well, I guess yeah. Yeah. balanced lineups right yeah. yeah you can do that um, no one's above the other, right? Everyone. No, <laughs> no. But damn, if there is one thing that I did like about the, uh, uh, what did the NHL call it? The World Championship of Hockey or whatever the hell. Oh, that's uh... whatever it was. But I really enjoyed watching the uh, under. Oh, the young, yeah, the or whatever. They were fun to watch. Yeah, Matthews and McDavid will never play on a team ever again. <laughs> That was so awesome. So cool. And he wasn't even uh, an NHL player at the time. No, nope, he was, he just, was just, yeah. I will say I was in Toronto when that thing started and like a lot of people could care less. Which is nuts. It's Cause I, I remember when we watched it here, we watched, uh, it was US and Canada, right? And yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was really great hockey. Would it have been different if it were the Olympics? Probably. I think people would have cared more. But from what I remember, it was just as packed as when we go to Leafs-Sens games in the same arena. Oh, for so sure. It was, it and was, they had people from all over the world come to Toronto to, to watch it. So, like, it was – they were marketing more for – but people in Toronto, I went to – Didn't really know what was happening. Yeah, I went to the, the sport check, I think, or the Nike store that's right downtown – across from the Eaton Center and they had all these jerseys and all that and people were like looking at the especially the North America they're like what team is that <laughs> yeah, oh that's North the America. what is that uh, is that a new team does Toronto have another team and it's like <sighs> oh my god McDavid plays for Toronto uh he's my favorite player <laughs> he's been so good for the past seven years like <laughs> fan from the start yeah clearly yeah <laughs> oh I have his first album <laughs> And yeah, well, that's, that's not that's, the only news. We have more. How have I missed so much? So much Before happened we, in a week. Not anything happened, and then it just they saved it all for you. Thank you. 
so we started to get uh, an, a kind of a breakdown of the new timeline. Right. So it looks like phase three will begin the 13th of July this month. That's the start of training camp. Yeah. And uh, I know some players have uh, started to charter flights to uh, North America. Like there are some Finnish players who kind of chartered a plane. So any Finnish hockey players who wanted to come over uh, could do so safely. And uh, it looks like in about a week and a half-ish, we'll start to get just just over a week, we'll get training camps starting if everything works out properly. Right. And uh, by the end of the month, teams will have to report to the hub cities. Now, have you heard what te- what cities are going to be selected? Uh, I've heard a few rumors. Uh, I've heard Toronto floating around and Edmonton is back on the map. So I've heard only Canadian cities because of the shit show that is happening in the U.S. Yeah, so um, it went down... It went down to six from 10 okay. and then it kind of became a uh, all three Canadian teams were still in it with Chicago, Vegas right. um, and I've, uh, LA, I think. And then kind of LA dropped off and uh, yeah, California's then Vancouver apparently was really, really close and something they couldn't make it work. And so Vancouver had to drop out. Uh, but from what I was reading that they were number one on the list, which I was a little surprising because I hadn't heard them be so high mm. on the list, but yeah. they essentially took themselves off because they couldn't make something work. So okay. then it was down to four. So it was uh, Chicago, Vegas, Edmonton, Toronto. And, you know, you've heard Vegas is like almost a hundred percent locks. So you're like, okay, who's the other one? It looks like Edmonton with how things are, you know, going in Alberta, uh, but I had no idea how Chicago is doing in LA. Who knows? And then this week it just kind of was like, Oh, Toronto and Edmonton, they're going to be announced. That's what they're going with. No American cities, which how America has been going lately kind of makes sense in my eyes. It really does. Um, For sure. uh, A couple of weeks ago when Florida was basically just, with uh, the issues that the MLB was facing. Mm. Um, I can't remember if it was, it was Tampa Bay that, that had a few players that uh, were announced. They didn't say who, obviously. Um, and then I heard that Matthews tested positive for for COVID. Uh, and he was playing in Arizona. So I'm like, man, that, that, all of that like culminated in me thinking, this might not happen. Like, like legitimately, coming to grips with the idea that it's it's fine if it doesn't happen I mean it's gonna suck in the moment temporarily but long term if it means uh, that not a single player has to deal with life threatening situations it's for the best uh, and then this week I, I heard Toronto Edmonton float around I'm like that's none of those cities are in the United States at all <laughs> if that's how they're gonna do it that's probably for the best uh, because let's just be real uh, Canada has been dealing with this a lot better uh, in general I think we have people here that take it more seriously um, for the seriousness that it is so if it's going to happen am I happy that it's Toronto and Edmonton ultimately it doesn't make a difference where it is 
as as a fan goes, it's not like you have home ice advantage in any real legitimate way. Uh, it's not like no those fans. teams are going to be able to sleep at home. Like exactly. they have to stay in the bubble. So they'll they'll have to stay in their in their hotels or wherever they're they're confined to. They're not going to be going to you know bars or restaurants or anything like that. There's not going to be any fans in the stands. That will make a difference. All that matters is the time zone, and more importantly than any of that, is that the fact that the players will be kept uh, under, you know, pretty serious regulations in terms of where they're going, what they're doing, and that they're safe. That's that's the only part that really matters is their mm-hmm. safety. Yeah, I like Edmonton. They kind of came out with a, a tourism style video to like broadcast what families could do if they attend with the players like where like field trips for the players that they could go um and they made this whole like tourism alberta video and there was about three seconds of edmonton and everything else was outside of edmonton (laughs) (laughs) the 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 rockies yeah the rockies you know is the you got the cypress hills drum heller uh it was just it's just it's safer to be outside anyway. Exactly. Go enjoy the outdoors. Uh, Toronto, like, don't even bother. There's a lot to do, but none of it's available. You're not going to go to the zoo. You're not going to go to Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, Ripley's, believe it or not, is closed. So I can see them uh, shutting down Wonderland for them for the day. Maybe, just, maybe. Yeah. And w- would it be doable? Probably, but. Then it's still weird, like, logistically speaking, would you ask your employees to come in for one day? And how does that affect the employees in terms of, like, pay or and then are they ineligible for a serve? And there's all of those, like, little weird details they have to look into. It just becomes yeah. a point where, like, maybe they stay there for, like, I don't know, it's a... Vaughn is a... Is a not that far away, I guess, but there's hotels in that area. Like, would, would it be families only? I don't know. It's just, it becomes more of a thing. Like, they just stay at the giant Bass Pro shop. <laughs> and there you go. You have an aquarium, you have a, a cafeteria, you're all good. Go to the Legoland. It's I all love right Legoland. There. Yeah. Yeah, Legoland was a big hit for me as a kid. So the next on the list would be phase two, uh, I mean, phase four of games, which theoretically at this point is scheduled for August 1st. So right after the NBA would start. And then phase two of the NHL draft lottery would take place on the 10th, which is when the play-in rounds would be over. And the early October, uh, the Stanley Cup would happen. Mid-October would be the NHL draft and November 1st would be 2020, 2021 free agent frenzy. So, you know, slightly delayed Ah, from Canada day, but it's it's so weird. I will say the one thing with everything shifted so far, and if it does play, because if they don't play, they can kind of target a October start and nothing, you know, we go back to normal, but if this does go and, we have to delay seasons. Obviously, it's going to take a few years to get there. When the Olympics happen in 2022, anyways, it won't be kind of that last, you know, eight weeks of the season where 
things get pushed, it'll kind of be more Balanced. in the middle and acceptable. It'll be a little bit natural. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll take a while for things to get back to like a a normalized routine or, or you know year to year calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of shocked that it's it's been figured out that much because if if one of these deadlines passes and they still don't have the green light, does that mean that all of those dominoes then have to be reset, or is it just not sure? Tried, it's... It's done. I'm hearing it's very, very fluid. Um, of course, I can't just contact Gary Bettman and ask him. I don't have that uh, media credentials yet. Uh, but from everything it. I'm hearing, you know, maybe next year. Uh, but it's uh, very fluid right now. So things are not locked in place. Nothing's for sure. But if everything goes well this week, they're doing more testing on players that training camp should start for the middle of July and because skaters are already skating kind of in groups together. Yeah. Some are in their playing cities already. So that I guess kind of helps. Yeah. Some of them aren't even in the country, like you were saying. So yeah, it, it's, it is weird. Uh, it's weird just thinking about it, but can you imagine being like on a staff having to figure out and map all of these things of like, Oh yeah. Because Barry Kapanen's over here. We got, you know, Zach Hyman in Toronto. It's just weird to think of, like, all of these moving parts and their families on top of that. And then referees. And then, like, all of these other people that are involved. It's, it's, it's going to actually legitimately surprise me if, if it happens the way that we're planning it. It's... You know, Pleasantly, people, but yeah, people weren't sure if the NBA one would happen, and all the teams have kind of started to make their way down to Orlando and are already there. And you know, some players have opted out, or some, but they're there already, so they're they're just kind of chugging along. And who knows? Who knows? And they're also looking to do a full 82-game season for 2020-2021. They have to stop thinking that way. They have to just cut it out. And they're going to start in late December and squeeze yeah, everything in and finish by the summer. <laughs> uh, just stop it. Just just say it's going to be 60 games. 48 sucked. We know that's not enough of a sample size. I think around 60 makes sense until you just regulate your schedule. They're also planning, they have planned that the conference finals and Stanley Cup final will take place in Edmonton. Okay, so that would be the final city anyway. Yeah. That's fine. And time zone wise, it's not even going to be like that big of a deal to adjust to. No, it's two hours. Two hours, yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I, I get to watch hockey a little uh, later. A little later. That's, a little, not, that's exactly. not a big deal at all. And uh, looking over, I do believe that's that's it. That's a lot. It's it's a lot. A lot. That's happened. a lot. And it's still there. Could be more. Not that I'm being uh, greedy or whatever, but I, I think mostly I'm just surprised that Seattle doesn't have a, a name yet for their franchise. Like, I think they it's were a, waiting for like to announce it at the, the draft, like oh yeah, like probably. Winnipeg did. Yeah, 
because I guess I'm just thinking like uh, since Vegas was, I think, four months, five or so months removed from being announced and then having an actual name. Mm. I'm feeling like, oh, this is taking so long, but this might actually be more uh, close to the reality than Vegas being the exception. Vegas always exceptional. Always the exception. Why not? Except when they're ruled out from being a hub city in the NHL COVID playoff year. Well, you know, that's what happens when you open up the casinos. It just goes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, that's really good to be caught up. I don't feel like I'm in the dark as much. Uh, not when it comes to the NHL. Everything else entirely in the dark. But when it comes to the NHL, now I'm all up to date. And it's great. Thank you very much. That was awesome. You know, that's why I'm here. Got to make sure everyone's up to date, safe and sound. Yeah, because now I can rest easy. <laughs> Not to grind my... So that's going to do it for uh, this week's sports report. Thank you so much, Alvaro, and we'll, uh, we'll have you on again. We have some lists to take care of and movies to talk about and maybe even an NHL season by the end of the month. Fantastic. By, yeah, by the next episode that I'll, that I'll appear on, we'll have uh, so much more to talk about, I'm sure, and uh, maybe some more clarity on where things are going. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. And uh, go Leafs go. Thank you, as always, Alvaro, for joining us. We will have you back as we get closer to hopefully that August 1st return, which looks like everything goes according to plan will happen so lots of things are happening guys july is screaming by so far and sports are coming back we have the mls coming back we have the national women's soccer league tournament coming to a close this weekend and will start its knockout phase very very soon so be sure to keep watching on that we have baseball coming back basketball the players are in the bubble And they are starting to practice with games coming very, very soon. And even the podcast here, we are getting a new studio, which really means uh, we're moving. So thank you very much for for listening to us this week. Uh, Hopefully you are staying safe. You are getting out there. Sports are uh, happening for you. Uh, we here at the Sports Night Podcast have just returned to playing sports, live, actual, in-person sports. It was great to get out. The team lost, but that's okay. So hopefully sports are beginning to happen for you wherever you are. You are getting out there, playing, starting to toss a ball around, shoot a ball, hit a ball with a racket, run, getting active, enjoying the summertime, enjoying the fresh air. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Sports Night Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, Sports Night Pod 1 on Twitter, Sports Night Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to do or organize a watch party with us here, have a great week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy some soccer. Enjoy the outdoors. Go for a run. Enjoy a hike. But remember to stay safe, love each other, and sport on. 